Well, here we are again in church. Well, we are the church, really, aren't we? We just brought the church with us when we... Oh, oh, good. Look at that. Water for a long sermon. Last week we talked about that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And uh, we talked about how that the, uh, by seeking him, we, you know, Jesus said if we close the door and we pray and commit things to him and ask him to intervene in our situation and our lives and uh, to speak the blessing of God over our situations, then uh, if we do that in secret, then God will reward us openly. Hallelujah. And uh, also, of course, if we listen and take heed to the word of God and how we find Jesus in every book of the Bible, and you'll find him here if you'll spend time with him. And there is great reward in uh, following the word of God in our lives. And that, those sort of rewards go on from generation to generation. If you and I will walk uh, in the Lord and uh, follow him and uh, listen to, uh, to what he says in his word and live in the kingdom, then our children follow us and their children follow. The blessings of the Lord go to the third and the fourth generation. Hallelujah. And so we can expect not all rewards are paid out in our lifetime. Is that right? Yeah. We don't see necessarily everything that we do come to harvest time in our lifetime, but our children receive much of the reward and, and their children. And on it goes as we trust the Lord and walk with him. Hallelujah. So this year is a year of great reward. And we're trusting the Lord that you and I will walk into the rewards that God has got for us and that we will enjoy the blessings of the Lord in that way. Uh, you see, and this morning I want to talk about uh, where we can expect to find those rewards. And I've picked out a few scriptures that uh, tell us where God uh, distributes and rewards those who will walk before him. And so we're going to talk about those sorts of things. Uh, you see, the kingdom of God has a culture all of its own. When we come into the kingdom of God, we find that the, there's no shortages in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's no, the economy of the kingdom of God is always good. Whether the stock market is up or the stock market is down, there's no shortage in heaven and there's no shortage in the kingdom of God. And we need to walk into those sorts of things. And Colossians 1 and verse 13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. So when we, when we give our lives to Jesus, yes, we come out of the domain of darkness. Now, it's not a kingdom of darkness because there's no king in the kingdom of darkness. He's, only, he's the prince of the power of the air. He's not a king. The devil is not a king. So it's just a domain. But hallelujah, we are ushered into the kingdom because we have the king of kings and lord of lords. His name is Jesus. And we come out of the domains of darkness and we go into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we begin to live in the ways of the kingdom of God. And that kingdom, the ways of God, has a culture all of its own. And uh, we need to be able to uh, enjoy the things of the kingdom and the rewards of the kingdom as we walk in it. You see, if you, um, if, if you move from New Zealand and go and live, say, in California, you will notice that there is a different set of rules in California 
there's a different set of laws in California that are from New Zealand. So if you go over there and get in a car and drive on, your left, on the left-hand side of the road, you will soon be in difficulties. I did that uh, one time, and I was driving a car, and I turned into there and went down the left-hand side of the road until I saw a, a car coming straight at me, flashing his lights. I thought, I need to change here. I need to change. And you can argue all you like. Say, well, I've always driven on the left side of the road. I can see no reason why I should drive on the right-hand side. Well, the officer, police officer will inform me that uh, in America we drive on the right-hand side. And if you can't handle that, uh, you're in big trouble. Yeah? You see? And then if you go to Japan, you learn that you have to have a different language. You say, well, I'm not speaking another language. I speak English, thank you very much. Well, it's going to be very uncomfortable for you in Japan if you don't begin to learn the language, if you're going to be there for a while. And so there is a different language. And the kingdom of God has a language of its own. It's different from from the language of the world, you see. And, And when we move into the kingdom of God, we live by the principles of the kingdom. We no longer live selfishly. We begin to live generously. We don't, we, we don't begin just to try and accumulate all to ourselves. We find how we can meet others' needs. It's a principle of the kingdom. Become givers instead of just takers, yes? And so, so uh, we look out for others. We begin to look for the good in people and not for the bad. In the kingdom of God, we believe the best and not the worst. We look for the things of the Spirit not just the things that we can see with these natural eyes. Yeah? See, the kingdom of God has a, has a way of living. And like I said, even if the language is different, we learn to encourage rather than criticize. We learn to, to build people up instead of tearing people down. These are how we live in the kingdom of God. And these things begin to bring our own, uh, our, its own reward as we, as we begin to live this way. We no longer use the name of Jesus as a swear word. Instead, we mention his name in worship and in praise and in thanksgiving. You see? We learn to eliminate unclean words and unwholesome words from our speaking because uncleanness and unwholesomeness is not in the kingdom of God. So as our heart changes, out of our mouth comes the things of the heart. And as our heart begins to change and begins to come more like Jesus, then our, our talking begins to change. Hallelujah. And, and that's how it is in the kingdom of God. We're living in a new kingdom and we live differently now. This is how it is. The Bible teaches us that this kind of living brings its own rewards. This kind of living places you and I in a position so that God can easily pour out his blessing upon us. Hallelujah. He rewards those who live by kingdom principles. We don't have to earn them. We just walk into them because we're living the way Jesus asked us to live. Hallelujah. It's not a matter of striving to get there or or sort of, you know, where am I going to get there? It's a matter of letting the life of Christ live in us and and we begin to change and, and things begin to, we start to see the good and not the bad. Hallelujah. We start to enjoy, uh, we begin to be thankful instead of complaining. And we begin to develop a heart of thanksgiving and a heart because it's kingdom life. Hallelujah. 
And to live that way has a tremendous blessing. The blessings of God don't just follow you. They begin to overtake you. Hallelujah. And so, so that's, that, that's what we're talking about. And so I, I looked up a few verses uh, that because it's the year of great reward. So the first one is, there is a reward for a cup of cold water. You say, what? Jesus said it like this in Matthew 10, 42. And if anyone even gives, gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Hallelujah. Well, you know, it's pretty, I mean, Paul's going to get a blessing here because there's a whole, more than one cup here. So get ready for your reward. In fact, I might even sprinkle you halfway through. See, here Jesus points out that the simple act, a simple caring act is rewarded in the kingdom of God. If we find someone who is thirsty, someone who has a need, and we move to meet that need, then God begins to bless such a person. Hallelujah. We are blessed and we are rewarded, not just for our own enjoyment, but so that we can pass that on to someone else. God will prosper you so that you can be a blessing. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. I, oh, I don't want to be blessed. Lord. I, I, that's so selfish. But then I discovered that if I wasn't blessed, I couldn't be a blessing. So if God's handing out blessings, hallelujah, I'm in the queue. So that I can be a blessing, so that I can have an overflow from my life. So that I'm not just living on just enough to get by, but there is an overflow. There's more than enough, hallelujah. God is a God of more than enough, hallelujah. And if we walk into, these, into the principles of the kingdom, then we will find we have an overflow. Now, in the Bible, there's two striking examples of this principle. And the first one is Rebecca. Now, Abraham wanted a wife for his son Isaac. And so he gets his servant Eliezer and he sends him on a journey and says, Go to our home country and please find a wife for my son. So we pick up the story in Genesis 24 and verse 17. And the servant is praying, says, Lord, how am I going to know which is the woman for Isaac? God says, don't worry, I'll show you. And he says, well, I'll tell you what, I'm down by this well, so could you send me a beautiful woman down who, with a great attitude who was willing to give me a drink when I ask her? And not only that, I wouldn't mind having my camels fixed up as well with a bit of water. So we pick it up there. Verse 17, the servant hurried to meet her. Rebecca is coming down to the well. He sees her. And he says to God, he says, is she the one? Wait and see, says God. So he says, please give me a little water from your jar. Here she is carrying the jar on the shoulder, yes. Drink, my Lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. Now you will agree with me. That camels can be thirsty animals when they've been walking in the desert for a few days, yes? So here they are, humps and all, and they are very thirsty. And she looks at these camels and said, she said, would you like me to draw water for your camels? He says, thank you very much. 
So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw some more water, and drew enough for all his camels. This is some woman. This is some young lady. You see? So here she is. She runs back to the well, gets more water in her trough, fills up the trough again. The camels are into it, and they finish that. She says, what? I'm back. She runs back to the well, gets more, and keeps going until the camels are all not thirsty anymore, you see? Without a word, saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a beaker and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels and gave them to her and says, can I come to your place? In a very short time, she is married to Isaac, who is the son of Abraham, who is one of the wealthiest men in the whole country. Hallelujah. And she has a whole new life opens up for her because she had a great kingdom attitude one day. Hallelujah. And she gave a drink of cold water, hallelujah, to a thirsty man and to a few thirsty camels, and God rewarded her. Hallelujah. And so you imagine if she'd got up that this morning and said, and, and, and her father says, listen, Rebecca, go down and get some water from the well for you. And she says, oh, it's not my turn. I did it yesterday. It's my sister's turn. Rebecca, would you mind going? Do I have to? Yes, you have to. All right, then, I suppose. Down she goes to the well, gets down there. And she meets this guy and he says, Give some water, please. Who do you think you are? <laughs> not on your jolly life, I'm not. Listen, I've just got, I'm off home. I've got things to do. It's as simple as that. You can miss the reward that God has because we don't listen to the Spirit of God. You can have a bad attitude on a given day and miss out what God wants to bless us with. Hallelujah. That's why it's important to begin to live in kingdom principles day by day. Because you never know when God is going to pour the blessings of God on you. You never know. The difference between entering in and not entering in can be pretty narrow. You know, can miss it. What about, okay, second one. Thank you, we've had enough of Rebecca. Elisha. Here we go. Elisha. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? And an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Now it's interesting. So here is Elisha, a young man, and he is serving Elijah the prophet. And it says he poured water. In other words, he served him. He provided water and he just looked after Elijah. And then we find later on that Elisha, after serving Elijah for a number of years, receives a double portion of the anointing of God that was on Elijah comes on Elisha. And as we read through the book of Kings, we find that Elisha 
it has recorded 16 miracles that happened under his ministry. And Elijah just had eight. He received a double portion of that ministry. Where did it start? It started by pouring water. It started just by the simple thing of just gathering water for somebody else. Hallelujah. And Reuben, as you, as you serve in the house here, hallelujah, as you pour water upon these two and upon the others that you serve in here, God will open doors for you. Hallelujah. It's a principle that as we'll serve, and as we serve the vision that is in the church, and as we stand with these pastors of ours, hallelujah, in the dreams and the visions that they have, then God has rewards later on. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes? So it's a, it's, it's a good principle. Jesus said if we're faithful in the little things, just a cup of cold water or a cup of coffee today. What about a cup of coffee to give to someone? Why not? Hallelujah. Anyway, if we're faithful in the little things, we will be faithful over much. The rewards begin to happen. All right, that's a kingdom principle. Second, there is a reward for looking out for the poor. Proverbs 19 and verse 17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. God blesses us so that we can give away from ourselves. Come on. There is plenty of poor people in our society. There's plenty of poor in our church who have less than what you and I have. And we need to be generous towards people. Hallelujah. We need to look out for opportunities to help. That's what I'm saying. We need to be creative in it. You see, this is how God blesses us. I remember I was teaching at school, and this, this, guy, this young fellow, he came into school. The first day he entered the school, he's lining up there, and he really gave me an earful. I was trying to get them to line. He, had a, a, he didn't have a kingdom attitude. And uh, anyway, after that, I, had to, I had to, couldn't let him get away with it and had to straighten him out a little bit and say, no, you don't get away with that in the school. And uh, so we never got on very well. He was in my class, and he was always just didn't like me very much. Well, there's probably a full range of those sort of people. But, uh, but anyway, one day he, he ripped his, his, his trousers playing rugby, and he ruined his, 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 his shorts. And his family couldn't... They, I remember the mother said, well, you, you, that's it. We can't afford another pair. They cost $50, you know. You just go and wreck them like that. So I thought, I found out his size, and I went downtown and brought him a pair of school trousers wow. and gave it to his mother and said, listen, just um, give this to the boy, will you? Just from Sophia and I. Never had any trouble in the classroom after that. <laughs> he needed help. It was just a little thing. To us, but it meant a whole lot to that family, yes? And so it is if we can do that. I read a verse this morning in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. I said, wow, that's good. Here it is, Ephesians 4, 28. He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Well, that's a, that's a kingdom principle. But must, work, uh, must, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he 
Here's why. That he may have something to share with those in need. Do you know why God provides us with good jobs? So we might have something to share with those in need. Hallelujah. So we need to keep our eyes open and look around and find people who are thirsty and people who have a need. Hallelujah. And God said, you'll be rewarded if you do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, there it is. Number three, reward for being mistreated. Kingdom principle. Matthew 5 verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you. You say, oh, this is cheerful this morning. Persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were, were before you. Sometimes when we come to the Lord and sometimes when the rest of our family doesn't understand what's happened to us. And they can give us a pretty hard time sometimes and it's awkward to, and difficult to get. And they, they rubbish you. And they go out of their way to insult you and, and laugh at you and, and, and so on. Hang in there. There's great reward if you'll just hang in there. And remember, they did that to Jesus and he was perfect. So you and I have got no show. We're going to get rubbished and we're going to get insulted from time to time. Hallelujah. Just commit it to the Lord. Go in, shut the door, talk it over with the Lord. Hallelujah. And carry on. Great is your reward. Hallelujah. Now you don't get rewarded if you do stupid things. But if you serve him and you still get rubbished, Rejoice, be glad, hallelujah, because they did it to Jesus and there's a reward coming. Hallelujah. Just hang in there, keep a good attitude. All right. Number four, there is a reward for treating others well. Remember when David was running from King Saul, some of you will know the story, and uh, he was on the run because he'd been a little young David had been anointed as king, and King Saul said, "Not on your jolly life, you'll not be king." But in his heart, he knew he would be. But he still tried to chase him and kill him. And David's hiding in a cave, and Saul comes into the cave and has to has to go to the loo in the cave. And David's in the cave, and David's man says, "You got him. God's handed him to you." And he said, "No, I won't touch God's anointed." He said, "God will get me to the to the throne in good time." without me trying to get there under my own steam. It's not a bad principle. Not a bad principle. But this is what King Saul says to him. In, in, in chapter 15 of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 24 and verse 19, Saul says to David this, When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. Friends, there is a reward if we treat people right. As Christians, we need to treat people right. Sometimes things happen and we get angry. We get upset because somebody has walked over the top of us. Somebody has done something real dumb and, and, and we've got into trouble. And we need, we need to treat people right. There is a reward in the kingdom of God for treating people right, even if they don't treat us right. We've got we to gotta take the high road. We gotta, we gotta, or we've got to take the low road. 
God gives grace to the humble. When you are getting mistreated, hallelujah, you are in the place of humility. I'll teach on this one, one time. You're in the place of humility, and wherever you find yourself in a place of humility, the grace of God is poured into your life to handle it well. Hallelujah. You may have to go and shut the door and get alone with God, but hallelujah, there is a reward. May, may you be rewarded, said King Saul, and he was. King David was abundantly rewarded. God put him into the kingdom. God gave him the kingdom. And he was abundantly rewarded because he wouldn't mistreat a person who had mistreated him. And so these are, these are, these are principles of God's kingdom that we do well. You know, Paul said in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also might be tempted. And sometimes, you know, we find people and they fall on their faces and, and, and they, they do things that you think, oh, no, and, and, and chaos. And, and as Christ, you, the kingdom of God, you don't go when the person's down and give them a boot, say, ha, ha, stupid fella. Well, they are stupid, but you don't need to go and kick them and tell them. You see, if we, we must... Because, you know, we restore, we're looking to restore. The kingdom principle is restoration. Yeah. It's forgiveness if it's love. Hallelujah. And I praise God for the people that didn't kick me when I was down. Enough did, and I deserved it. But hey, you know, thank God for the ones or twos that came around and helped me in my time of need. Number five. Oh, you'll love this one. The reward of children. Psalm 127 and verse 3. You, you've got to have faith for this verse. Children are heritage from the Lord. Offspring are reward from Him. Hallelujah. Our children are not a menace. The Bible says they are reward. I know the Pigment family has difficulty with this. But never mind. Have faith, mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. But children are a blessing. And you know, some of you dear mums, man, you've got your quiver full there. And, 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 but God will bless you through your children. Hallelujah. They are a blessing. Hallelujah. They are. And you say, are they a reward? Man. You know, say, wait a minute. They're costing me hundreds of dollars every jolly week. Where's the reward coming? You know? And what does it say? Someone said that to, to raise a child in New Zealand to, to the age of 18 costs very close to a million dollars. Don't think about too much, parents. It's a terrible thing. Don't think about it. But we invest, hallelujah, in our children. Look at the beautiful children. Praise God for John and Linda who look after us. What a great job they do in our children's work. But children are a reward. There's, God bless you, Nelly. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's got five wonderful children. Yeah. Martin, God bless you. You look after those kids. They're going to grow up and they'll reward you. I think of Christine. She's not here this morning, but you're looking after a little mokapuna there. God's going to bless her. God told me, that, and I'll, she might listen to this, but Christine, if you're listening... On the tape later, God told me, that boy is going to reward you in later life. 
He is going to reward you richly. It might be difficult now, but the blessing of God is coming on you, Christine, because of what you are doing looking after that mokapuna. Yeah. And so it is. Hallelujah. My children are a great blessing to me. They are a reward. I've paid millions of dollars. Put them through university, millions. Which means I'm heading for a huge reward. I just got to enter into it. <laughs> but I am. And my children are returning now to bless Sophia and I over and over again. It's a joy. Had all our four kids at Christmas and their families together. I thought, what a blessing. I am rich. I am rewarded. Hallelujah. And so it is with you. Look at your children and say, thank you, Lord, for rewarding me with these children. Hallelujah. Have faith. Have faith. And believe God. And speak it over them. Speak blessing over them. Hallelujah. Bless them. Don't curse them. <laughs> you feel like that sometimes, but bless them. And they will be a great reward to you. All right? Number six, the reward for serving him. Sophie is going to come and share this one. Come on, Sophie. This is, you talk about reward. Look at this lady. Man. If you don't think I've ever been rewarded, just have a look at this. <laughs> Yes. I'm sharing this one with you because this, this, the verse that's going to come up on the screen, Colossians 3.23, is, is some, sometimes when you read the Bible and you're just reading and the Word of God just stops you and it's just like God is wanting to say this to you. You know, He wants to say something and, and it's just for you and He wants you to grow. He's working on us to make us more like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit quickened this kind of a word to, for me. Um, and the, from Colossians it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ that you are serving. I looked at my old Bible um, to find out, because I, I underline things when I get a very specific word that God is wanting me to know something, and um, I underlined it, and it goes right back to May 1986 when I first saw this. But what really stuck was whatever you do, whatever you do, I thought, well, I get out of bed in the morning and I have breakfast and I wash my hair and I put my makeup on and I get dressed and I go to work and I make my bed and I do all these things. Whatever you do, God's eyes are always upon us. Whatever you do, do it. Now, all of us, naturally, there are things we like doing and there are things we don't like doing. And I, I did not like doing dishes. You know, I just, washing up, I can remember having a family event. The reason is I have five brothers and four sisters, and I've got 28 nieces and nephews, and when they all come round to my place for a, a family event, there are mountains of dishes at the end, and so you've got to do all these things. But whatever you do, do it as though you're doing it unto the Lord. And I learned, you know, I, at this time in 86, I was working as a sales rep, and I used to, in, in Auckland, and I know in the traffic, this is what I was like. You know, all the lanes trying to get to work in the morning, and then there'd be a lane on the outside, and then they're trying to push in on the inside, and I'm here. Well, I'm not letting anybody in. 
I am right up against the bumper of the next car because I wasn't going to let them in. And this verse, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Oh. You know, and I started to learn. I, I started to, my attitude started to change. My focus started to change. It wasn't on the thing. My focus went to the Lord. If I'm doing this for the Lord, I'm going to do it with all my heart. You know, I, if I'm going to wash the dirt, I'm, I'm not going to throw them all out and just hope that they're clean. I'm going to do it because I'm doing this unto the Lord. Because whatever you do, you know, in your life, it's in the naturalness. And I started to change as a person because I started to focus on nothing became, oh, you want me to? Okay, I will do it to the best of my ability. I'm not good at everything, but I will give it my very best shot. You know, and it was just a time where I started to grow. This scripture was in my reading again this week. You know, it was, I was reading it, and that's why Ian sort of said, oh, yeah, you know, you, you can share on that. Because for many years, I've always thought, I will work for my boss. Whatever they, I think, I will go the extra mile. Why? Because I'm doing it for Jesus. Right. You know, when I make beds and things, I'm doing it for Jesus. I'm just, I've just got this thing. I, I have to tell myself, why am I, do I'm doing this unto the Lord. I don't really like, I don't really want to go. I will go because I want to do it for the Lord, you know. And that motivation and that in my heart, something good happens. And what follows it, it was the verse that really, I didn't realize that there was a reward attached to it. You know, that, that oh, you know, that God will reward um, because it's the Lord Jesus Christ that we are serving. So whatever you do, whatever you do, if you're at home all day, whatever you're doing, God's interested. Do it as though you're doing it unto the Lord. You know, when we speak to people, when bosses are asking us to do extra things, and you think, oh, my goodness, I haven't got... But we just, you know, I'll do this to the best of my ability. The second verse comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7. It says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. You know, we can learn to do things um, and serve. We're serving Christ and everything. And I, just, I was just thinking this morning at Christmas time, we had all the, the Bilby family together and we had the little grandchildren all came. And there are six of these little ones that are primary school level. But anyway, they all come and they bring their reports with them. You know, they bring their reports. And Grandpa, he sits there and he reads the reports out aloud. And you want to see these little ones. You know, their reports are just amazing. You know, they, these little ones at 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, they've been doing everything as though they're doing it for the Lord when they go to school. And here, they're sitting there, and they're reading, and Grandpa's reading it aloud, and everybody can hear it. Well, Grandpa is so touched by what he's reading, he can't stop himself. You know, he has to reward them. He's reading my purse for all my $5 notes. He has to find a reward. You know, so he kind of... It's, and that's what our Heavenly Father is. If we just go about doing all the things that we do from day to day, and as we serve unto the Lord, our Heavenly Father can't help but reward us. He can't wait to give you the best. He's only got the best for us. So, you know, that's living, living our lives unto Christ. And everything that we do, do it as though you're doing it unto the Lord.
Yes. Well, if you want to hear more from Sophie, you have to go to foundations class. It's only week two this Wednesday, so if you didn't make it on Wednesday, last Wednesday, make it this Wednesday. You'll be blessed as you go. Last one, number seven. Do it right and trust the Lord for the reward. Do it right and trust the Lord. Now, I take a verse from Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 4, and Isaiah the prophet was pretty discouraged. He'd been really doing everything that the Lord had asked him to do, and nothing had happened. It was just same old, same old, same old. And he's saying, Lord, what's the story? Anyway, he comes to the verse 4 of Isaiah 49, says this, But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. Hallelujah. So he, he, he comes to this and he, and he realizes that he just has been asked to do what he's asked to do. He's given his cup of cold water. He's treated others right. He's had a good attitude all the way through. But for his life, it's all just the same. Nothing has broken through yet. But he comes to this conclusion. He said, Lord, I've done it like you said, and I'll just trust you with the reward. Whether it's this side of eternity or that side of eternity, because many rewards come when we get over the other side. Hallelujah. When we walk through the pearly gates into heaven, hallelujah, God begins to give out the rewards. Hallelujah. And so there's much reward, much reward. Not everybody, and I said, not all rewards come in one generation. But in this year for this church, it's the year of great reward. We've called it that. I want you to have faith to believe God. Live by these kingdom principles. Start to put them. Let the Holy Spirit work in you. Let Jesus inside you, the champion of life, live his life through you. And you will begin to walk into the blessing of God. The blessing of God will begin to follow you and overtake you. And rewards will begin to come in. Hallelujah. They will come in. Now I say this week, church, this week, look for somebody to bless. Look for someone who hasn't got as much as you have and go and do something good for them. Give them some money, for goodness sake. Go and buy something for them. Even if it's just do something for somebody. Hallelujah. Out of your, the abundance that God has blessed you with, let's do something. We used to have in the school, I was in the Abundant Life School on Kaito, we used to have one day where we called Angels and Mortals. Anyone played Angels and Mortals? And all the kids had, were given a name and they had to do something for that person. Yeah, but not to tell them. It was fun. But all sorts of creative things happened for one day. Be the warehouse and have bargains every day. <laughs> not just one day. And begin to be generous. Begin to be generous. Begin to do something good for somebody else. Hallelujah. And the Lord will bless you. These are principles of the kingdom. And if you'll walk in them, there'll be great reward. Hallelujah. You say, wait a minute, Ian, I'm not even sure whether I'm in the kingdom of God. Well, get in. Give your life to Jesus. Say, how can I start to walk in these, th these ways of God? Give your life to the King. 
and come out of the dominion of darkness and begin to walk in the kingdom of light. Jesus said this remarkable thing. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the doorway into the kingdom. If you will receive Jesus and ask him to come into your life and ask Father God to forgive you of your sin, hallelujah. And if you will open your heart to him and make Jesus your Savior and your Lord simply by saying, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And I believe you rose again from the dead. The Bible says you'll be saved. You'll move out of the ways of darkness and you'll begin to move into the ways of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says this, old things pass away. If anybody receives Christ or is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. Old things pass away, the old way of doing things and everything becomes brand new. And you can start then to walk in these ways and the rewards and the blessings will start to follow you. You say, well, man, I, I think I, I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. Will it be a joy to pray with you? Let's all pray together right now. Let's pray, shall we?